I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello, welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is Quincy, the BC Preacher. Today's episode is brought to you by listeners out there that help keep us on ACN 3 p.m. on Thursdays. Quincy, what's going on? Nothing much. How are you? Good. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. I've been following you on Instagram, and I thought I need you to get on our platform so we could help show what you got going on to the world. Right. So... Quincy, if you don't follow him, go on there on all the social medias, the BC Preacher. Yeah, right? the BC Preacher. So it's all one word, T-H-E-B-C Preacher. And that stands for? Black Conservative Preacher. All right, so there you go. <laughs> he is a black conservative preacher. And uh, just a little background, you're brand new to Christianity, you've been in it a while, or what's going on I, there? I, I'll say I've been in it a while. Um, mm-hmm. Grew up in the church, yep. like a lot of people from the 80s and mm-hmm. 90s. Grew up in the church, fell away. Um, did my thing, stepped into the world, prodigal son type of style. Yeah. Came back and uh, started walking, trying to go through sanctification. Had my falls, had my trip up, struggles and all that, uh, but serving the Lord 100% now. Yeah. And it's, uh, if it's true, if you go on there, check him out on social media, what he does is goes around and you expose truth, right? Yeah. Expose truth, expose the left, uh, things that are happening in the world, a lot mm-hmm. of things that Unfortunately, the church, modern-day church, don't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I push back pretty heavy. Been doing that for about um, almost 10 years. Wow. So So you are not new to this game as well. No. i got to say this, too, as, you know, this is the first time I've ever met Quincy, but we realized that we've been running in the same circles yes. for like the last year and a half. Yes, our faces look familiar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It faces in the crowd. We, you know, we bumped into each other. You guys have heard on this show I went to AmFest last year, TPUSA. Yeah. A lot of great speakers. What did you think of that event? Um, I liked it overall. Um, I'll say I liked the after parties mm-hmm. more than the actual event Yeah, myself personally. But that's because I was hanging out with people I knew, like-minded people, fellowshipping, things like that. So mm-hmm. it, To me, it's a great place to get together with like-minded people. Here's some great speakers like Matt Walsh. Everybody right. got told I sound like Matt Walsh last week. I thought, is that a... Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You sound like Matt Walsh. That's what someone, someone said. Someone said that. Well, yeah. is that, that must be a compliment, though, I'll, right? I'll You'll take, take it. it. Yeah, he's famous. He's famous. <laughs> yeah, so as we talk about, you said the church doesn't want to get into this. And the left, to me, with their satanic agenda, mm-hmm. they just want the church to roll over and play dead. We saw 2020 churches closed, put a mask on, all that stuff. Right. But you've been in it since before that, right? Yeah, yes. So um, I'll say this. I voted for Trump the first time. Okay. So I didn't jump on the Trump bad wagon. I was already there first, first round. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, here's the thing. I started street preaching around 2013. Okay. In here in Portland, Oregon, I was preaching in Portland, Oregon, downtown. So, you know, over the years, especially once Trump came in office, we saw the, 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 the left really rise up mm-hmm. and it got really a lot of media exposure based off riots and, you know, uh, George Floyd and all that type of stuff. If we go back to Obama days, that stuff was like, birthing mm-hmm. Trayvon Martin yeah what was happening there and that was 2013 mm-hmm. you know and they're there you know they had a chant back then when that happened with uh Trayvon and all that type of stuff um so I mean that was kind of for me I was seeing the birth of things happening back when Obama was in office yeah 
come 2015, then he he uh, he makes a law about homosexual marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and then you saw that rise even spike up even more, hmm. you know, with with in regards to the whole LGBTQ and the more recognition of Pride Month and things like that, you know. But the stuff was already there before, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, during Ob- during Obama, when we were street preaching, the household name of Antifa wasn't even it wasn't known nobody yeah. even knew who they were mm-hmm. but if you lived in the northwest every may day in back in 2009 okay. there was riots yeah occupy mm-hmm. that was all antifa going on and people really didn't realize it but they were already doing may day riots in seattle in portland even in san francisco back in 2009 2008 but it wasn't a big deal no one really especially the church they didn't care yeah they you know, weren't hurting the church yet, right? They weren't hurting the church yet, but it, but they really were. Mm-hmm. Just not on, at the level where it is now, where yeah. it's like you have to be quiet. You can't say nothing about God. We hate God. I mean, the left is completely one hundred percent. They they show who they are. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It, without they're not hiding nothing. Yep. Um, and the church, you know, the church was asleep. So a few street preachers from around the world were the ones who were bold enough to actually go out on the streets and call you know sent out mm-hmm. you know the lgbtq i mean saying saying hardcore things and if you even remember back then it's funny because during the obama reign people were talking about safe spaces oh yeah 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 i don't know if you do you remember when nope. people were talking about the whole safe spaces mm-hmm. you know and, and they were given they were giving military people the safe spaces yeah safe spaces camp. because of it was hurting my feelings yeah you know, and that stuff has progressed mm-hmm. since then. And, and, you know, even when that came about, I was like, what is a safe space? And people were like, well, that's some place where I don't have to be attacked by words or I feel safe. And yeah. I feel loved. And so, I mean, I, I, I was already dealing with the left for, for a while. Yeah. I think probably the, the last generation of us that grew up in the 80s where we went and ate dirt, rode bikes, right. and crashed. Yeah. We were the last tough generation. Yeah, sticks right? and stones, break yeah. my bones, but names will never hurt me type of thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I want people to hear that, too, what he said was Antifa was already in the works during the Obama administration. And I've been telling that to a lot of people for a long time. They didn't just pop up in 2016. Right. right. The money had been funneling in from China. I'll say it. Yeah. And it was coming through the Pacific Northwest. You know, people have told me it came down through Vancouver. So that's why it popped up. Right. Popped up in Seattle and and Mm -hmm. Oregon and all that. Yeah. It's, It's wild to me. You know, I've read Andy No's book. I've watched what he's done, you know, and get tortured by these people right if you get any of them one-on-one you they look like you could sneeze and they'd fall down yeah but in mass numbers they're tough right right and and, and what's funny about that is that they're not really tough in mass numbers it's that there's not enough of us no okay because they're not really tough in mass numbers yeah it's just that there is more of them than there is of the christians and patriots who are willing to go out that's true and so being in portland with Antifa and street preaching, people, they like to say, you know, the Proud Boys are this evil, you know, misogynistic or whatever you want to call it. Right. To me, I've talked to a few of them, and one of them said, you know, I'm a Sunday school teacher, whatever. Like, they were just standing up for our rights. Right. And I don't know. I think they've gotten a bad rap. And it's gotten quiet since Trump's gone away, right? Yeah. And, and there's reasons for that. But Yeah. To me, they got villainized by the media for doing not what the other side was doing, but just standing for truth. Correct. Like, you're not going to keep taking over my city. You're not going to keep burning stuff down. You're not going to keep hurting the elderly people who are walking down the street innocently. Yeah. Yeah. 
and it, it's it's wild. And I mean, we you know, preach it to the choir here. You know that it's the elites that use this. You know, the brown shirts, right? right. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah. And the brown shirts don't know. They didn't read the history books. <laughs> they they did not. <laughs> They get used and then they get killed. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's a sad fact. And I've seen it. You know, I've talked about this before with people. The slow slide in taking the church out of everything. Right. When you took prayer at a school, that's your first step. Yep. And so many people, you know, they don't realize these politicians that maybe they made heroes of the 50s and 60s. They were garbage back then. Mm-hmm. And to me, us as Christians, we can't keep putting politicians on a pedestal, right? What, what are your feelings on that? The whole putting politicians on a pedestal. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I've been making some controversial posts at times just mm-hmm. to push the envelope about politicians, even ones that we like. Yeah. And there are seriously a lot of Christian loyalists to some of these politicians. Ouch. And, you know, I, I'm just I'm just gonna, I'm going to be honest and say it. Like I said, I voted for Trump both times. Mm-hmm. I also know things about Trump that I'm starting to question and wonder but it's more because of the closer i get toward god mm-hmm. all right so, so the closer i get toward god the more i see things obviously and i personally don't believe and i'm sure you're probably the same way i don't believe trump can save the world no. or our nation no just one man can right just one man can but a lot of people are even going into 2024 are saying if anybody can help and change our nation it's going to be trump yeah but really, if you really think about it, if you really read the scriptures, we know what's written. Yeah. So is Trump really going to save the nation? Is he really going to save America? Is he really going to save the, the world, as yeah. some people do believe? Now, could he help? Yes, but to what, what degree? To what point? Mm-hmm. Because there's some things that Trump is not going to stand against. Yeah. And, you know, this homosexual agenda. He's not going to stand against it, yeah. just to be honest. He's not. I want to call it out. And I, I know that for a fact. Um, I know some other, you know, we was talking about some other Christian rappers earlier. I know they believe the same way. He's not going to stand against some some things. Yeah. He's not going to stand against sin. I mean, he's, no, he's a man not, that's admitted right. cheating on his wife. He's a human. So I, I don't want right. I, I to hold him to a higher standard. Right, right. I guess to me, as Christian conservative voters, we've got to be constitutional party. If you read their statement, it says that the law should be based on Scripture. Yes. But those guys get like a millipoint or whatever every year. Yeah. And it's just they're small. And it's a two-party system. It's, you know, right, Trump right. came out in 2016, I think, if he wasn't supposed to win and he won. It, yeah. But here's the other part. And nobody likes to hear this when I tell them Trump enacted more gun laws than Obama. Obama actually repealed one to carry a handgun into national parks had been put in since Reagan. Well, I did not know that. And so hunters in Nature Nuggets appealed to Obama, hey, I need my pistol in case a bear comes at me. Right. So his administration repealed that. We know Trump was for the uh, bump stocks and red flag law. So it it is. It is what it is. It is. He's better than what we got now, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, no no <laughs> doubt. And, I'm again, I, you know, when you go to talk about these type of things, it almost sounds like we're saying that you're against Trump. Yeah. And so people freak out, especially a lot of the loyalists who are Christians and believe that he's going to be the best president ever. Not saying he's not. He's, he was. I think he was a great president. We need, we, it was perfect for the timing. Yeah. Perfect for the timing. You know, but, again, there's how many people running up against him. Who might be solid? I don't know yet. It hasn't the the, the debates haven't started quite yet. Yeah. So, 
They need they need to get Ron Paul back out. I'm, I'm a libertarian. I love Ron Paul. <laughs> okay, okay. And Rand Paul, his son. Th- those are good guys that you know they might have some corporate connections, right, but right. to me, they just say, well, if it goes against the Constitution, it's not right. Yeah. And so, street preaching. Yes. I've heard some of this before. I think I've seen some of your videos. You got a little man that you know from the back of the car. It's inspiring to me. Right. I don't think that's what God's called me. What's that like to someone that's never? I think we've all seen a street preacher. Right. What's that like on the inside to you? How has that God called you to do that? It's one of those things. I remember I remember being at home, and me and my wife was going through some stuff back in 20, 2012-ish. And I had a friend, a childhood friend, who's a street preacher. We've been friends since for 30 years. It tells my age, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we've been friends for like 30 years. He's in the street preaching. He he was pretty known. He is pretty known in the street preaching. He and he came over one night when me and my wife was going through some stuff. And he was probably like the first man that manned up on me. Hmm. Like, bro, like like straight in my face, pointing his finger and while my wife is over here, I'm completely humiliated. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me, You need to stop sitting on the couch, get your butt up, and you need to start hitting them streets. Hmm. You know, you need to start living for God and acting right. You know, and so it was at that moment, I'm like, okay, I need to start doing something. Now, I want to go back for a second because when I was in high school, before I fell away and got into the club life and the whole world stuff, I was leading Bible studies at, in, high, in high school. So before first period, I'd do like a zero period early in the morning, do Bible study with a bunch of people. So I already knew what the scriptures talked about as far as going into the world, preaching the gospel, reaching the lost. Mm-hmm. So when he told me that and was really in my face grilling me, it was like, okay, I got to do this. But at that time, I was afraid to speak in public. I hated speaking in public. Mm. Yeah. Like, I, it, it's crazy because I, when I was in the world, I was a DJ in the world. Like in major clubs, I did NBA parties, I did celebrity parties. I was flown different places around the world to DJ for music stars. I would never get on the mic. Hmm. I was petrified of the mic because I allowed my hands to do all my talking. Like, even if they said, okay, well, it's the last call. Can you please say it's the last call on the mic? It's like, can you please say this for me? I was that afraid of the mic and open speaking. Wow. So after my friend came over and said I needed to do this stuff and get out on the street and preach... We went to a strip club one night, and I was petrified because I'm coming from the days of the club. People mm-hmm. are going to know me, my oh, yeah. image, things like that. And he had a bullhorn. We was out in front of a strip club preaching, you know, and strippers were coming out of the strip club, flashing. You know, cars are driving by, and there's puddles in the street, and cars are intentionally coming along the puddle, spraying us with water. So we're drenched. I'm like, this is not fun. And he gives the bullhorn to me he's like preach my heart's racing like i do not know what to say Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things like as scripture says god will give you the words to say Mm -hmm. and sure enough right when i opened my mouth the rest was history it was just like it just it flowed and so in regards to what it feels like the feeling is always nervousing to do something for christ Mm -hmm. It's, it's never like a comfortable thing to do something for god it's never comfortable. He don't send you to go do Amen. comfortable things and things that are going to feel good. It's always uncomfortable. You're, you're nervous, especially when it comes to street preaching, 
because you're going to the world and the world don't want that truth mm-hmm. versus a church where a pastor's at and the congregation and people are coming to listen to the pastor. Yeah. So when you go street preach, you're not going where you're wanted. You're going to a place where you're not wanted, no matter the method, no matter the style. Because a lot of people, we, especially myself and people I roll with, we get a lot of flack. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're preaching too hard. You're saying things you shouldn't say. Jesus never said that. Like, okay, read, read the scriptures more. <laughs> read the scriptures more. But, you know, you need to be more loving, more kind. You, you know, you're pushing people away. There's so much stuff that gets flown at us. But so it's, it's nerve-wracking to go into these situations. But once you're there and you're like, okay, God, use me. Do what you can. There's always something that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I know, you know. The world hates us. Yes. The Bible says that the world, the world should the world should hate you. If yeah. you're actually like representing mm-hmm. and speaking and being an ambassador, the the world should know that. The world should hate you. Yeah. They should know what you're they should know what side of the track you're on. Yeah. And that's true. In the video I caught of you down in Boise, mm-hmm. well you don't catch you because you you're behind the camera. Yeah. And our good friend, we could hear uh, Caleb Collier from Church and State. He was talking in the background and you were Talking to the Church of Satan, right? Were yeah, they yeah. They're a counter protest? Yeah, it was LGBTQ and the Church of Satan. Yes. So how how did that work? You know, you're in Boise, which is a bigger city, right? So they right. probably have a lot of leftists. Yeah. And what was their reaction when they a street preacher came at them with a camera? So I have the whole video. I so I, I started going. I started shooting because I do a lot of live streaming, mm-hmm. and I started shooting my live stream about 20 minutes after I, my initial engagement with them okay so but i did record it so i walked over to them and i had a shirt on and it has a it has a big finger pointing it says uh uh repent or perish on the back it says hellfire Mm -hmm. so i walked over to him i didn't say nothing i was just on the sidewalk just recording and about four of them started talking started lipping off Mm -hmm. before i said one word then they approached me and I let the dude just talk. I'm just recording. He's just going off. You you don't represent Jesus. You, da, da, da. Yeah. I'm just standing there. And then finally, as things went, I finally was released to start barking and going. You know, mm-hmm. and and I always I I always end up saying stuff that triggers them. It makes them like, whoa, how'd you say that? Jesus would not say that. I'm like, well, yeah, he would actually. He might flip over some tables. Yeah. So that's usually what gets them going even more. Gets them, you know, amped up and triggered <laughs> yeah so and it's because it's conviction right it's conviction god and, and, yeah it's conviction and at the same time you're you're really dealing with people who are oppressed or have demons and really do not believe i mean these people are i think if the church started realizing how much these people actually hate god and don't even believe i mean mm-hmm. on, they're on the verge of being reprobates a lot of these people yeah you know and i don't think we realize that and so i think the church goes into this state of well if we're nice to them if we're kind to them mm-hmm. it's going to win them over yeah it, it could i'm not saying it can't mm-hmm. but at the same time when you have something that's hard a hard heart sometimes needs to be broken up it does <laughs> that that shell needs to be broken yeah. and cuz the bible says and this is what i believe that god calls all men but some people satan has them so either possessed right. oppressed put into boxes where they think they just can't do anything but right here. Yeah. And the sad part is they live for these 80, 90 years, right? They live for right here. Yep. And what we're trying to 
tell them is like, this is nothing like this time is nothing. Yeah. You know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, it's, you know, when you're talking about eternity, this time is nothing. Yep. Hellfire. It, it, yeah. It's to me, that's the scariest part. Even the people I hate, even the ones that tell me they hate God. Right. God still wants them to repent. Right. And believe. Yeah. Because the opposite is they go to hell and they burn and they're tortured eternity. forever. Yeah. yeah. And so I think for you to be out there in the streets, that's an amazing thing. You know, I'd love to just kind of hang out and watch one time when you're doing it. Cause to me, I've heard some street preachers. I'm like, right on. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would probably pee myself if I got there. <laughs> you want me to go yell at some uh, leftist Antifa? I'll do that all day. It's almost the same thing. That's what it is. I mean, in, in a sort of about way, because if you have that passion, if you're really looking at people like it's either hell or heaven, mm -hmm. you have that passion to, to really preach and get that across and really warn people like, yo, this is what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Your life is in danger. Yeah, you may be this and this right now, but you can change. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, you talk about repenting, you talk about turning to Christ, you talk about really believing and really giving your life. You can change, you, but you have to make that decision. Yeah. You know? Nobody can do it for you. Right. That's just like when you're coming out of addiction or whatever, you know, I battled that for a while. Yeah. Nobody could do it for me. Right. I had to turn my life over and then turn it over to Christ if he wanted to keep me, if I wanted to keep me sober, yeah. right? Yeah. It, that's when you touched on the church. And what worries me today is this progressive church. You know, Becky and I were watching some lady preacher talking about abortion or something like that. Do you do you run into those like that call themselves preachers? And I got the air quotes, you know, we're on the radio. Yeah, yeah. What do they do? They come out and tell you, oh, man, you're doing it well, all. Of wrong. course. It, it, what, what's sad about it is, is that, to be honest, there's probably more discouragement from the church when out on the streets than there is from just the normal type of unbelievers, mm -hmm. meaning people who are just bypassers that don't really care to get engaged. Mm -hmm. There's more opposition from the church wanting to come up to you, even while you're preaching at someone and pointing your finger at somebody. They'll, they're the ones who usually come up and say, God didn't do that way. It's not the way to reach somebody. You know, you're being too mean. You need to be more loving. You know, when was the last time you saved somebody? When was the last time you gave food to the homeless? All these cliches that really have nothing to really do with the gospel. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of Christians who are the ones who are discouraging. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that the Old Testament, God showed up in some pretty <laughs> yes, mean, you know, <laughs> mean ways. Yeah, right? Heavy-handed, heavy-handed. Yeah, heavy yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We were just reading over you know, Elijah calling down fire. Yeah, like, think about that. Making fun of the prophets of Baal. Wait, what, right, make, see, and, and that's a good point you bring up. Like you just said, making fun of. Mm -hmm. What does that look like, making fun of? Yeah. I mean, he was. I'm sure if you're making fun of the prophets, you're making fun of somebody, yep. some human being. Exactly. You're making fun of them. You know, you're you're mocking them. Mm -hmm. Why they're mocking God? You're going to be mocking them. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to do that because oh, it's you know, the, you know, and people go to the the scripture. Oh, we don't fight against flesh and blood. But my thing is, everything that happens in the spiritual realm, mm -hmm. no matter if it's good or evil, manifests itself in the physical. Yeah. And if you're if you were out there telling lies, I might not have asked you to be on the show. But what I've heard you, you're out there telling the truth, right? And for another Christian to say that God wouldn't have done that, Jesus wouldn't have said that, Jesus wasn't a liar. God is perfect, right? Amen. It just if you had to say it in modern English, then that's a, you know, yeah. Hey, read the King James to him with thou's and thou. That's if that's how dung. you dung. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus would have done it in Hebrew. Okay, right, right. You right. Know? So to me, their their point is null. Yeah, it, it, it usually is. But it, like I said, it can be discouraging when you're seeing the body of Christ not wanting to really be the body of Christ. Yeah. Really be bold, 
I mean, he calls us to be lions. He calls us to be have courage, be have mm-hmm. boldness. And I'm like, okay, well, what's the church doing? Why don't we have that boldness? Why isn't there 10,000 people marching the streets against Antifa or against the left or against the abortion stuff that's going on? Why isn't the church as a whole collective body like fighting back against all this wickedness, evilness in the agendas that are taking place? Yeah. And so, I mean, a lot of people just want to sit and pray. Prayer is effective, but what if... What if all the apostles, what if all the prophets would have just sat and prayed and not did nothing? Yeah. I'm pretty sure, too, Jesus said them to go out. He said go out. He said go out. <laughs> go is an action word. It's an action heard, word. Go do something. Yeah, in the Great Commission, go is the action. Yeah. you got to do something. Yes, pray. Pray in right. your, your closet, yep. in your home, your time. Your you need to pray. That's your time with God. Yep. But let that prayer lead you to boldness. Yeah. I can tell you this. Here in Spokane, uh, two years ago, that when they were going to make all the nurses and teachers get the jab. Right. Some friends, and you know, we helped a little bit organize a rally, and there was five, seven thousand people. We marched through downtown Spokane. Then, about nine months later, once that all was rescinded, we wanted to have a rally, and we got we tried, went out to the churches because Roe v. Wade was getting overturned. Yeah, yeah. we wanted to have a party rally. Right, a hundred and fifty showed up. Yep, I was like, come after all these years that the church has complained. Yeah, yeah. But that should have been better than the mask thing because if it's, you didn't want to take a shot, you can go get another job. Right. I mean, it, it's. Totally unconstitutional. And this is something you've been praying for, for Roe Wade to be overturned. Yeah. It does, and there's no celebration. Yep. It should look like Mardi Gras. It should, it, it, I mean, it, honestly, it should have. Because yeah. I went to D.C. during that time, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, wow, like, why isn't the church, like, really celebrating this? Yeah. Been complaining about it for 40 years. Mm-hmm. No celebration? Yeah. Because the left would have done celebrated and burned down some buildings. Exactly. Like the Lakers won the, the exactly. championship or something. Yep. So we got about two minutes left. Uh, people can find you again on your social media is The BC Preacher. Every platform. So I have Facebook. I have YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Rumble, Getter, uh, True Social. Everything is The BC Preacher, one word. Right on. I want to make sure we got that out there again because, uh, to me, when people are speaking the truth, I want their their truth to get out there. Yeah. So... What else do we want to close on here? We got about a minute and a half. What just tell people about you or I will tell people this. We are we're living living in a a important time. Mm-hmm. And as scripture talks about, it's going to get worse. It's not going I I personally don't believe there's going to be some huge big revival. Yeah. We have to if we really care about our family members, about the lost, any which includes family members, we have to be bold enough to confront them. We have to be bold enough to draw that line in the sand and let people know what side we are really on. We can't compromise. There's no time for compromising. And a lot of believers compromise because of family members. Mm, My family member is involved in the alternative lifestyle. Draw that line in the sand like Christ did. Have them make that choice who they're going to serve like we need to make the choice who we are going to serve. Amen. So... Right on. Once again, Quincy, thank you for being on the show. We'll have to have you on again. It was yeah, love awesome. To. This 27 minutes went by way too quick. <laughs> hey, for everybody else out there, thank you for listening. I'm Matt. This is until next time. Remember to be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew. And I'm so grateful. I'm lucky I'm even in the room. I know they wanna kill kids in the room. Try to get to heaven, even Ooh, right on. That 